Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 133 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today uh, we're here to talk about opening yourself up for business. And I like this one because it's one of those tricky titles. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we get into that, um, I am in. I'm in a different environment here. You can see the woods behind me. Yeah, you can't. You can't lean back at all, though, because you you disappear in audio when you do. You, oh, do I? Okay. Well, yeah. Then I'm, I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. So uh, we're st- we're st- we're still kind of doing some remote podcast stuff. We're having a good time. These podcasts have actually been going really well for us this way. I think we've been able to put a little more research into it without some of the distractions in the office. Yeah, so. I think so too. And I just want to point out that Mark Vila, if you're if you're watching this on video, that is not a virtual background. Mark Vila actually lives in a swamp, so you can see <laughs> there is. you can see the wooded kind background. Of. Kind of. It's a cypress marsh. There you go. Um, but let's talk about this. Opening yourself up for business. So I'll, I'll do an intro and then I want you to take over, Mark, for a minute. But what this means is this is about uh, letting people know that you're in business and the art of explaining you're in business and, um, and removing the fears of talking about your business. So I think that's a really short summary. Mark, can you kind of yeah, no, no, I, I, um, I get it. What, what ins- kind of inspired this is what was um, that I had a conversation with, um, with one of our listeners and both Mark and I are always happy to do that, by the way, if you're at a sticking point or you need to talk something over, just let us know. Um, but, but this guy, uh, he, uh, he's a, a t-shirt printer and um, he was very reticent to tell people and to publish like, who he was and where he lived and what he was doing. You know, the business is all word of mouth, but he really didn't want to say, Hey, my name is Mike. You know, mm-hmm. let's say for example, my name is Mike. And um, this is, this is what I do. Like I print t-shirts. He didn't want to, you know, really publish his address and go on Facebook and, you know, involve his personal life in what is really his personal business. Yeah. So, and, and it just reminded me of so many circumstances where people are afraid to um, put themselves out there. They have a lot of fear built into letting, letting people know like who they are and this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, think, I think it's definitely a topic that, that our listeners out there should be listening to and taking a look at in their own business because there's room for improvement for everybody. Yeah. And so... I think then it, it just starts off with the point. One of the points we want to, the main point I would say is that we want to get out here is just, you have to tell everybody. Yeah. And it's easy to be uh, being shy about your business is, um, is something that's actually real. And it's, and it's surprising in a way because it, it seems like um, it shouldn't be right. You should be yeah. really proud that you just started a business well, and you invested in this really cool machine. And it sounds yeah. like something you, you would want to brag about. And a lot of folks um, will 
want to brag about it and talk to everybody. But there's still a, a good portion of people who yeah. kind of hold it close to themselves for a lot of different reasons. And one of the points that um, we discussed before this was a couple years ago, I had uh, a friend of mine or a friend of a friend, I should say, someone I talked to a, a, a decent amount though. And we were talking about um, podcasting came up and almost by accident, they told me they started a podcast like right. X many months ago. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? You know, I do podcasting. I could, you know, I could tell you about it. I could show you the ropes. We could just, we could just talk shop, you know, about what you're using. And I said, oh, well, I just think it's, I don't know if it's going to be good. And I don't know if anyone's going to listen to it. And, you know, um, fear, fear, fear. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. even going to tell somebody who's a friend of mine that I trust that I'm doing it because I'm so reserved right. about that. Um, and then, so it was the kind of story I was like, well, don't just like talk to yourself then. <laughs> if you're not going to do anything about it to get any listen listeners or talk to anybody or share it with anyone, you know, like that's, that's your cheapest and first customers right there. Right. Or the people that are within your social circle. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, uh, to, um, to draw too close of a parallel because it's definitely different, but if you've ever been part of a multi-level marketing program. Oh yeah. You know, the first thing they do is they give you a sheet where you write down all of your friends' names that might be interested. Mm -hmm. And then they have a separate category of people that you haven't talked to in a decade. I actually think it's a good idea for you guys to do the same thing, but I understand like the, (laughs) I I understand the reticence. I understand the reticence because like a lot of folks last month, for example, that bought a digital heat effect system or an embroidery Mm -hmm. machine or a DTG printer to bring it home you know, they're, this is a, a side hustle. Yeah. So, you know, they're spending eight hours a day doing their day job and then they come home and they're really, they're not sure it's how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. They're not sure what people are going to say about them doing this, even though they made the big leap, yeah. you know? Um, and that's a, that's a, that's a major fear. When you expose yourself, it's almost easier to expose um, who you are and what you're doing to people that don't know you. Yeah than it is yeah. the people that do. Yeah, yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. And, and one thing you, you mentioned about the pyramid schemes, I mean, the multi-level marketing, <laughs> I mean, the network marketing, um, sorry, the network marketing stuff is, um, is they, you know, they, they make their, what they've done is they've caused damage to the person that we're talking to right now in regards to, you've been, just beaten up on Facebook Messenger by your friends trying to sell you Amway and things like that and get you to join their groups and all this stuff. And it's always very sly and shady and they don't want to actually tell you that it's Amway. Um, Or, you know, I'm not trying to pick on that one, but that's one that's happened to me a few times. You know, they send you to a website that's not an Amway website. And and it's very, it's just, it's very slick. And then they hit you on and hit you and text you and text you. And, and you're like, gosh, you know, I feel like I'm like swatting away a fly here, you know? Yeah. And that's not what we're saying you should do. And that's not even what a business owner wants to do. Right. So um, they've kind of put tarnish to that talking to your friends and telling your friends about it and folks that you've known say for 10 years, or you haven't spoken to in 10 years about it because you don't want to sound like that type of person. Yeah. um, And and I I guess, I got to say that when, um, when we used to do in-house webinars, um, when I would do a class on marketing or something along those lines, 
you know, I'd have everybody raise their hand if they, you know, where their business comes from, if, if it was word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And it was probably nine out of 10 people. Yeah, yeah. Most of you that are listening out there, most of your business comes from people that you know or people that you meet. So if you have have purchased a product to make t-shirts or to do embroidery or vinyl or promotional products or anything, and you are going to base your business on word of mouth, that's your strategy, Mm -hmm. or you don't have any other strategy on how to get business, Mm -hmm. then, then this is how you do it. You know, is, hey, mom, guess what I'm doing? I'm making custom t-shirts. Hey, um, I'm at work having lunch with somebody. Hey, let me tell you um, about something cool that I'm doing like after work today. Yeah. I'm going to go home and make custom t-shirts for two hours. Like everyone is going to want to talk to you about that. Yeah. They're going, oh, wow. Like screen printing or, you know, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. I had a friend that did that. You know, I mean, you'll, you'll get, you'll, you'll you'll get a conversation started. So I think that um, what's interesting about it is some people um, will only tell like their friends or only tell their family or will want to keep it away from their coworkers or whatever it might be. They try to select and deselect areas. Um, And, and um, I think the point we're trying to make is the first point is you have to tell everybody. Yeah. Okay. You just, you just have to tell everybody in one way or another. Yeah. Now don't and, get fired. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Well, like of course. if you work but, at a screen printer right now and you bought a DTG printer and you're doing that on site, don't tell everybody at work. <laughs> there's, there's right. an exception to every, there, there are exceptions to everything. Um, don't allow, don't, uh, don't allow you to make up all of your own exceptions, but yes. make logical exceptions. Right. Um, for one, if you work for a screen printer and you bought a DTG printer and you didn't tell your boss that you did that, don't be upset if you get fired. Yeah. Okay. It's right? shady. It's a okay. little shady. Okay. So, so, so I'm going to back that one up a little bit right? Okay. and say, don't get upset if you got fired because it's a little shady. You should have been honest with your boss and, and set up a business relationship with them than not. Yeah. And then if your boss is the type of person who wouldn't do that, then um, you're probably uh, better off that you got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, so I think the first thing is there is that there, there is that thing that we said, you know, where people do get scared to share what they're doing or starting. And I think it's personally, I think it's for a few reasons. Um, it's for one reason broken down into a few categories. So, um, it's fear. Yeah. Fear is the main driving force. It's, that's not it. Sharing. That's know, it. That's it. There's really no other reason, um, besides fear. Fear of being um, ridiculed, I think, is a big one. Yep. Right? Um, why would you do that? That's a bad yeah. idea. You'll never make any money at that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I know like three people who did that. They failed. You yeah. know, whatever they say. Like this you're not true. creative. What are you, yeah. you, yeah. you going to do? Everything is this. Every yeah. business you have, you're going to have somebody who's a hater, who's jealous yeah. of you, that will put you down for this in one way or another they're either a hater or they're a negative person or they're jealous or whatever it is and they're going to say that it doesn't matter if you got your real estate license your insurance license you start a t-shirt shop you're going to get that ridicule from somebody yeah um so just expect it and wash it off yeah and you know i i can sympathize so there's there's something in the online marketing world called imposter syndrome okay Right. So if you're an online expert, like I've done classes on Google ads and Facebook and, you know, um, things like that. And for a lot of people, they don't, 
they, they don't put themselves forward because they feel like they're not really good enough. Like I'm not really an expert at making custom t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So I'll feel like a fake if I yeah. say I'm in the custom t-shirt business, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but you, you guys just have to let that all go. Yeah. Yeah. Because and it's you know, going it, to be, because that's, that's going to be true as long as you don't tell anybody. Yeah, right. It'll be right. true forever if you don't tell anybody. And you know, especially for, um, I would say anybody or, born in the eighties or, or, or newer. Yes. Um, if you Mark, Mark Vila just didn't want to say everybody younger than Mark Stevenson, everybody younger than Mark Stevenson. <laughs> now everybody, but if you're born in the eighties, um, chances are you grew up in some sort of a video game culture and you probably at least starting there in high school, online gaming existed and you played with other people online. And uh, there's a thing on there. If you're not familiar, it's called, it's being the noob. Right. Oh, yeah. you're, you're the new person in the game that you stink. Right. But everybody loves when noobs join in, you know, because for one, they can show them the ropes or they can just knock Beat you down them. a bunch of times, yeah, yeah, a yeah, bunch, you know, and then eventually everybody was a noob. And then and then you grow up. If you play long enough, you get out of it. And um, so if you do jump into the T-shirt business and get yourself out there and you talk about it, you could say I'm a noob. Yeah. I'm getting good. This is something amazing I just created. Take a look. Yeah. Here's something I didn't do well. Does anyone know why? You know I didn't <laughs> do well, or right. um, or you just you know um, tell that story. So it's okay to be a noob because everybody was a noob. Yeah, man. And l- let me tell you what's what's even better than just being um, just admitting to being new is mm-hmm. asking for people's input and feedback and help. Yeah. You know, like, so, so people actually in general, when they're not telling you, you're going to suck at this, <laughs> right. They, they're really kind of yeah. anxious to help, you know, like even, mm-hmm. you know, Mark and I, like I said, in the beginning, if you're having a marketing problem, just give us a call. We're anxious to help, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So if you are in business and you, you just got that, you know, embroidery machine set up and you did your first logo, maybe you're going to talk to a friend that's in business and saying, Hey, listen, I could use some help. I just yeah. started this and I'm, you know, I might not be good enough to get your company business, but could you give me some advice? Yeah, that's actually, I like that too, is that I, I know that um, you have a friend who owns a restaurant and has 30 employees and they all have embroidered uniforms and you own an embroidery machine and you know, you can't produce what they're seeing yet. Right. And, right. and they can't afford to take that risk, whatever it might be, but you could ask them business advice and you could maybe make versions of their logo and ask them their opinion on it. And, and you can, and most of the time I do find that um, in my experience, if you, if you ask somebody for an opinion or advice or whatever it is, most people are going to be nice enough to do it. Yeah. There's and very I mean, we're, and especially you know, like we're, we're talking about most of our customers that they're establishing businesses where they're going to sell locally mm-hmm. and word of mouth is going to be their primary marketing method. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the idea that, in that situation, people are going to buy from you because it's you. Yeah. They're not going to buy you because you print t-shirts mm-hmm. or you do embroidery because a bajillion people do that. That's not hard to find. They're going to, they're going to meet you or know you or recommend you because you're, you know, like, Hey, I'm a Mark Vila. I do this podcast Mm-hmm. You know, uh, listen to it. Sure, I know Mark. I'll I'll listen to it for a couple of episodes. 
you know, and see what, see what it's about. You know, that, that's that's what you're, you're going to kind of use that familiarity and uh, that's what you're going to be relying on. And you can't do that if you're um, holding everything in, you know, and it's that whole thing with being, being camera shy, for example. Yeah. And, and, and actually I think we've got some notes even on that specific. So we'll dive into that too, specifically being camera shy. But, um, so if I'm going to dive back into the fear thing for a minute, um, you know, there's that fear of the ridicule and there's also another big thing is, um, fear of failure. Yeah. That next year you're not going to be in business and you don't want to tell folks that you started a new business because you don't want to tell them you're not going to be in business. Or that, yeah, that's you're, good. that you're not in business anymore. Um, and uh, so I just think that um, like that, uh, it's, it's a real fear, but it, it's one of those silly fears because yeah, like, so, so, so what's, if you, if you think it through, you know, so what's going to happen when they find out? Yeah. They're going to think you know, that you are a failure. They're going to think you, and, you and that's not going to impact your life at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's You're not bad good. at everything. And, 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 you know, at least you tried. Yes. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. okay, congratulations. You've got that steady job at the Seven Eleven. Yeah. You know, that you're going to have until you're 80. No, at no, no. It's, it's, no, it's your brother-in-law. That's a, that's an attorney and he's oh, yeah. a partner at a firm and he drives a Mercedes. It's that, that's the guy. We, we, we all know that guy though. And everyone knows what you, so then you would just say, well, let me tell you what I think of you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so, but really what I think it is, is, is for one, um, most people are going to be fine that you tried something and that it didn't work out for you. If that's even the case. Yeah. If, because it's only an if, and I talk all the time, um, with my kid about ifs. Oh, what if? And I was like, well, can we stop talking about all the ifs? Because I'm like, what if a wolf comes up to us right now and starts attacking us in the backyard? Right. Oh, well, there's not going to be a wolf. Well, what if? You yeah. Know? So the what if lasts forever. It never ends. And, um, and so, and then if you do happen to really, really try hard and it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you just be honest with people. Say, you know, I gave it a go. I decided that being a small business owner wasn't for me or, or, yeah. or, or whatever it might be, you know, or, or I really want, I wasn't passionate about it. I thought I was going to be passionate about it. I wasn't. And that's okay. You know, I'm happier now knowing that I really tried and I realized that it, that it wasn't a path that was going to make me happy. And you, I mean, you could make up excuses. You could, I, yeah. I, turns out I didn't have the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, or you could ask that question of me for the two businesses that I buried yeah. <laughs> I will just tell you it's because I sucked at these things. Yeah. And well, for me, it's like, um, I, I've had thought over the years, you know, Mark, you've known me, I've thought about trying to do something on the side of my own for marketing. And every time I start to do it, I get so consumed with thinking about the things that I do here. Yeah. That I, That's I, right. I minimize that and I open up my work thing and I start typing in there. It because an I, idea. That's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And, and then I just, I said, this is what I want to do though. I want, I'd rather, if I have four extra hours, I'll put it into here. And I know it might not give me four hours worth of dollars per se, but I'm passionate about it and I'm happy doing it. Yeah. Um, or, or you, like you said, you don't have time, you know, I'm already putting 40, 50 hours a week into this one job. I, 
I'm trying to, I'm not trying right now to spend that extra five hours doing something else. Whatever your excuse is, they're all fine. Yeah. (laughs) That's the point. Don't be afraid that you might fail one day and what you're going to tell somebody because you can literally make, you can lie if you feel like it. Yeah. And once you're, once you're free of that fear, you know, you can kind of let go of the idea that you're, that you're being, uh, of being embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You know, you Mm -hmm. don't be, don't be embarrassed to talk to people about who you are and what you're doing, what you're trying to do. And even, you know, like I said, what they might be able to do to help you. Yeah. And, and that leads right into like the next fear is the fear that you're not good or you're not going to be good enough that you're going to some, you're going to tell somebody, Hey, an embroiderer. Oh, awesome. Can you make me some hats? Sure. And then they get them. They're like, these hats suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's the right. fear is that you're not good. And now you're again, are an embarrassment. Not only are you an embarrassment because you created them crappy hats, but yet then you're an embarrassment a year from now because I told them I was going to make hats. They look crappy. Then now I'm out of business. Now they think I'm a loser. <laughs> you know, it, right. it steamrolls. And that's, um, you know, like that's our own internal anxiety that we all have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, it used to, uh, like, how, how bad is it when once a month, we forget to put the links in a marketing email that we've sent out a yeah. hundred times. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it's all of these things that, you know, it's, it's almost that fear that looking like an idiot when you hit the send button. Yeah. Yeah. We deal with it all. We deal with it all the time, you know, and, and we, we can get that same anxiety when we publish a new website or a new article that maybe it's not going to work or, or a new podcast, right? No matter yeah. what it is. So, um, Again, I think there's the same thing where, uh, so for one, if you are going to create something for somebody, you know, um, if they're not happy with it and you legitimately put your best foot forward, the problem might be them, not you. And you can't allow that fear to control you. Uh, Because, you know, for example, doing business with Coldesi, if somebody asks you to make a t-shirt, we've got everything you need to get it done, right? Like, yeah. especially in the beginning, you can go to the graphics service, get the graphics made perfect at coldessigraphics.com. Yep. Then you can order a good quality t-shirt that we recommend. And then you can print it and have somebody on the phone with you, maybe even on video, you know, um, yep. helping you print it. And then um, you've got to figure out how to fold it up and put it in a box on your own and deliver. It. So far, we, we do have a, a t-shirt folding machine coming. Oh, really? Okay. So you don't even have to do that. Oh really. my gosh. What's next, <laughs> Mark? <laughs> um, So, uh, uh, but also if you do make a mistake in the beginning with somebody, that's okay. And you have to just be honest with them and say, you know, I'm a noob, you know, um, I'm sorry, but I want to make it up to you, you know? Um, but, but you know, that's only that's there's anyway, you can go on and on about this. You have to tell everybody there's nothing wrong with making mistakes and there's nothing wrong with making mistakes. There's nothing wrong with failure. And honestly, like, um, you probably, what you can't consider it failure especially on the small scale, you know, if you make a mistake with something or something, you made a mistake, you didn't fail, you know, you just made a mistake. Um, And this whole thing is about not, not letting naysayers control you, not letting your own internal anxiety kind of take over with all the what ifs. Yeah. And just put yourself out there. Right. So rule number one would be, you have to tell everyone. Yeah. I, I, I like that a lot. Now, um, um, we had some stuff about being camera shy, which you mentioned. Yeah, and you know, and naturally, it's something I can't relate to. So yeah. <laughs> so tell, okay, why don't you tell me your thoughts on that? Yeah. How did I that mean, come up? Because you mentioned it. 
and you mentioned yes. it before the podcast too. So, so, so I'm part of a, a bunch of these other marketing groups and other than the, um, the pervasive fear of sending an email, which completely baffles me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's just a bunch of people out there that don't want to associate um, or are afraid to associate their image, like their picture and their video and who they are, not only with their business, but, but at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all know somebody, not, not Hannah. Yeah, we all know somebody that's, that's uncomfortable taking, you know, taking their own, their own picture or, you know, talking and talking to someone that they, that they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I don't, I don't like the way I look on video. Yeah. That will actually come up whenever we ask somebody to do a success story with us. Yeah. We've got tons, believe me, we've got thousands and thousands of successful customers that are doing great work. And uh, we'll talk to, to these folks, maybe you might be one of them, mm. about doing a success story with us. And it'll be just, it's great for your business because we'll put links from our website. We'll send it out an email. No problem. Okay, here, just fill out this little form about, you know, who you are and what you do. And then, you know, send us some, send us a picture of you and your equipment and, you know, maybe say something on video. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so common. I taught I've, I, in marketing over the years, you know, we, we connect with a lot of other marketers out there and we go to these, we go to the, these events. Right. And uh, it's a common thing you talk to all the time is that, uh, that getting people to create content for you is really hard. Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem that way, right? Because YouTube has I don't know, 8 trillion videos on it or something like that, right. right? Well, those like 8 trillion videos are produced by like 1% of the earth's population, you know, or whatever the numbers are. But um, that's, that's really it. You can go to yeah. YouTube and find anything, but talk to your circle of friends and the people around you. How many of them have YouTube channels they regularly post to? Almost right. none. Right. Um, so people are scared of video. They're scared of taking pictures of being in pictures of posting things online. And so I think that this is a literal and a figurative thing because it's, it's figurative meaning stop being camera shy about associating your business with you, um, in the physical world. Right. But it's also, if you, if you have an opportunity to meet the mayor, get in the picture with them, (laughs) mile, take the picture and post it online and then say, look at mayor so-and-so coincidentally with the owner of uh, so-and-so's boutique, which happens to be me, you know, and, and that stuff's cool, you know? Um, And there is a lot to say about um, why you see realtors and mortgage brokers and doctors and lawyers and all these people um, will put their picture out. Yeah to the world with their advertising and on their business card and in their emails and things like that, because it makes it personal. They know who you are. They know who they're doing business with. And the, those are, those are great examples because it's kind of the, the same thing. Like there's no shortage of realtors, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I know five realtors personally. Mm-hmm. I know five new ones every month. And there five there you go. Realtors and, 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 and really it's, it's the same with, with lawyers and with other professionals that do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, these people realize that the reason that you're going to, if you don't have a relationship with them already, the reason that you are going to pick them and pick up the phone and call them is because you can relate to them in some way from their picture. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not that, Oh, Bob Smith, that's a cool name. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll get this, <laughs> give this guy a call. No, it's Bob. He looks like my uncle, Bob. Really? Yeah. I want to like talk, talk to this guy, you know? <laughs> so, so I, I, I like that. It's, it's a great analogy. Yeah. Those businesses know that if you are, if you associate yourself personally with your business physically, mm-hmm. then, um, then you're going to get, you're going to get more business that way. Yeah. People are going to relate. I agree. And, and I think that there's a level of association that you have to pay attention when it comes to marketing, advertising, marketing, and, and all of that. Um, so sometimes an apparel shop will look at themselves and compare themselves to um, like Abercrombie, you know, or a, yeah, big, a company big brand like, uh, like custom brand. Inc, you know, yep. um, or, or Amazon, you know, things like that. And, and honestly, we hear that here a lot working at Coldesi at, you know, Amazon does this, you know, and things like that. Well, um, the, you're in a, we're in, you're in a completely different world than custom Inc or Amazon, right. Right. Or Best Buy, right. That's not, that's not the world you live in. The world you live in is much, much closer to that realtor or that attorney than it is Amazon. Right. Or custom ink. That's a great point. So when you are taking a look at how you're going to do your marketing, it's great to say, oh, well, I mean, custom ink is doing this. Well, yeah, I mean, but they're a company that's grown for a long time. They have a huge network of people producing things. Yeah. They're not, they're not, you know, a young couple in their apartment who have, you know, a small shop space that they rent, you know, block Absolutely. away. Okay. Absolutely. You're close. That's more like the dentist or the attorney who, you know, who him and his, whom him or her and their buddy decide to go ahead and, and, and partner up together and then rent a small space a yeah. block down the road. And then they're building personal relationships with everybody. And those personal relationships are turning into uh, income and repeat customers and referrals. So um, again, I think, I think it's great to associate pictures of yourself, get in pictures, post online, post videos, let people know who you are. Stop being afraid. Like, and I mean, here's the truth right here. This is going to hurt. Okay. (laughs) It's going to hurt. If you like, you don't, if you think you look bad on video and you don't want people to see it, why do you ever leave the house? Because that's literally <laughs> how you look. That is how <laughs> that's you That's a look. great point. Okay. When you Your friends school, all look at that all the time. They look at that all the time. The person who married you. <laughs> right. And, and decided to have children. They look at you. They looked at you right. all the time and decided I should marry you and make and procreate with that person. So, <laughs> yeah. So. Hey. It's okay. And, and you don't, you don't have to look at those pictures ever again, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I never and, watch our podcast videos. Uh, no, I'm sometimes I'll sit there and watch a little bit of it and mm-hmm. I fast through it through your parts. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, uh, well, um, you and I and Hannah, we've all had to edit a lot of our own videos and we've had to sit there and stare at ourselves over the years and look yeah. at it a lot. And then you get used to it and you just realize I see myself in the mirror all the time. It's the same person. You know, I'm not going to say everything person, uh, everything perfect every time. I'm going to flub. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to misspeak, and it's going to be on the internet forever. And I'm okay, you know, like yeah, it's okay. I'm not. I'm. I'm always trying to head in the right direction. I'm doing good stuff. So there's nothing to be feel bad about. Um, yeah, you, 
it, it's mm-hmm. the it's the conversation that I, I I was in one of the one of the Facebook groups, and this um, this woman had posted about you know she's got this small email list, and you know she's been considering whether or not she should send out a, a weekly newsletter for four or five months. Yeah, you know, but she doesn't know what to put in it. She doesn't you know she doesn't know like if people are gonna like it. Um, and I think that's a big part of, you know, you want to be liked, you know, is, is part of all this. So my comment to her was to stop reading all these responses and go send an email. Yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah, go send point. an email. Like, just, yeah. you know, we almost titled this podcast, shut up and send the email. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, um, I remember early on, um, uh, Louis CK, the comedian, um, many, many years ago when I first had seen him or he first had a website or something many years ago and I signed up on his email list. I, got, I never got an email from him ever. And this was like a decade ago. Right. And then one day I get this email that looks like a friend of mine just wrote me five paragraphs. And he was like, hey, it's Louis CK. I don't really know what to say here. Um, so I'm just writing you guys. Um, I have this album for sale online. I have a new website. I'm going to do this. And he just started just chatting, right? And it was way, right. way too long. And it was full of just kind of things that didn't make sense. And uh, he made a ton of sales from it. Yeah. And he just decided to write something. And, you know, it's, it is easy because he's a comedian. So people can make fun of him for doing something silly because that's his job. Yeah. But, you know, that's all he did. Uh, another thing that you mentioned before about um, not watching stuff and seeing stuff, um, Penn Gillette. Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah. Penn and Teller. Um, a couple of things. He has a podcast that I listened to for a long time. And uh, two things I remember he talked about a lot was, one, he never watches anything he's ever made ever, and he never will. He's never seen one of his specials. He's never watched one of his shows. Right. Besides, like, a little bit here and there, because he has to for, like, editing or a, a sign-off and approval. But even then, he'd rather trust somebody else. Yeah. Uh, because he's just like, I am going to ridicule myself. I might not like the way I look. I might not like the way I said something. But if the people who are watching are telling me it's good and I'm getting good results and it's out there and it's already done, it's in the past, yeah. just go. And yeah. then the other thing is he doesn't read any reviews or comments ever. Oh, that's smart. Like and it has to be like pushed in his face that he doesn't, he, he doesn't read positive reviews, negative reviews, anything like that. The numbers work. He has people that he works with that tell him, you know, help them make decisions. So I think that that's one way to do it is that you can post that video online of you making a shirt and then you put it yeah. on there and you don't have to watch it up right. and ridicule yourself over and over again. You don't have to torture yourself and, if you feel you, made, you right. said something silly. And don't spend all day on it. I mean, so this yeah, these are the kind of, these are the kind of things that, that we do. Um, when we do our videos in, internally, we might do one more take. Yeah. We might do one extra, but it's not like we spend a lot of time rehearsing. You know, it's not like we spend a lot of time, um, you know, on, okay, did we say this right? Did we say that right? Go back and re-record it. Mm-hmm. You know, generally most of our stuff is, you know, we, if it's a 20 minute video that you're watching of ours, we've shot it in about 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. And we've added it. I mean, the work Mark Vila does a lot of work beforehand. Um, I just, I just wing it, but the, um, <laughs> um, but I'm not I, actually, I feel more. Yeah. And, and that, actually, actually that's it. a good point. Right. So I like what you, when you're bringing that up, 
right? Because there are, there are two types of people out there like me, Mark and Mark, right? So I think uh, Mark with a K, Mark Stevenson, um, you feel particularly comfortable about your idea of comfort is grab it, go, it'll work out. And if it doesn't work out, it's fine. I'll do it again another time or I'll do it differently next time. Yep. And that's just like really comfortable for you. It feels good. And your content comes out well because it's honest and you did it in an environment that feels good. Um, myself, I, um, I, although I don't have a problem with that, I feel better if I just say, okay, let me go ahead and just have my art ready, have this in this place, this in this spot. This. So then as I'm doing the video, here's the paper, here's yeah. the shirt, here's the art. It's all placed out and ready to go. Um, and maybe even I've, um, you know, looked at the art before and, and looked at it with some detail, because if I'm going to try to explain what it is in one or two minutes, I don't want to spend uh, four minutes figuring it out. I'll spend two minutes figuring it out and spend two minutes talking about it. Yep. So um, you can do that in your videos. If you're going to do stuff um, with video online or pictures online is prep a little bit. You can print a practice shirt, you know, you do all that stuff, get a good feel and say, okay, I feel pretty good about this. And then turn yeah. on your camera, ask somebody to point it at you and say, hey, let me show you guys how I make a t-shirt. I can make one for you. And, and so that, that's kind of, kind of another thing that we should mention here is when we say stop being camera shy and use pictures of yourself and, and shoot videos and things like that, we're not, we're not encouraging you to be you know, Spielberg. Yeah. You know, what we're encouraging you to do is like I had the conversation the other day, is, you know what, I mean, if you have on your Facebook page or on your Instagram account, if you get an order for t-shirts, ask your customer if, you mind, if they mind if you videotape you doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you're going to get your phone out. You're going to point it at yourself and say, hey, this is Steve from Steve's Custom T-shirts. I'm printing an, a, a small order of custom tees for XYZ company. Just wanted to show you what it's like. Yeah. You point it at the camera, the t-shirt comes out, you heat press it. Hey, that was fun. Hope you enjoyed it. If you need t-shirts, click the link below. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and that, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about um, you giving your history of why you started the business. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, no, it's, it's 30 seconds to four minutes, depending on the topic. Um, or it's a five pictures. I'm doing this order. Click. This is my hand pointing at the shirt. Yeah. You, you, you know, like whatever it is, just go through whatever you're doing in yeah, and, one, and you've one approach to developing this kind of content yeah. where you're identifying yourself with your business is to take pictures or small video clips of you doing your business. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're talking to your friends about the fact that you started a custom t-shirt business. They're excited for you. Cool. Let me show you a picture of what I did last yeah. night. You pull out your phone. You know, and, and there it is. And, and that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. You're being public in every opportunity mm -hmm. with, with, and you're giving like visual proof that this is what you're doing. Yeah. And, and that's a great point is when you're talking about like your friends being right there and you get to show them physically in front of mm -hmm. you, you know, um, and this, and it goes to, you know, you make a great point about, um, being social, you know, part of that camera stuff that we're talking about not being camera shy is because you have to not be able to do that. So you can be social online, even if you don't love it. So even if you're not a big fan of social media and you don't really like Instagram or whatever it might be, um, 
it is a tool of the business world now. It is a way that will make money. So you get an Instagram and a Facebook and a Twitter and a LinkedIn, and it doesn't mean you have to, you know, do all the things that you don't like about it um, or that you have to tell your whole life story on there. I mean, that's right. the, the, the excuse all the time. I don't want someone to know all my business. Well, then don't put your business on there. I'm not, right. I'm not saying to put your, I'm saying put your business on there, not <laughs> yeah. all your business, not your business. Okay. Right? right. So you don't have to post your address of where you live and, uh, and pictures of your dogs and your kids and what appliances you own. You don't have to share any of that. That's but, interesting. That was an interesting example. The appliances know, people, people want to a new that. fridge. Click. Yeah. Yeah. People want to do it. You don't have to do any of that, but you should have a business Facebook page that you post some videos and some pictures of you doing things because it's going to help make you money. Um, yeah. You do also don't have to have um, a 10,000 people following you and liking yeah. your pictures. You can have zero people like anything you've ever put online. And I still say it's a, success, a successful social page because part of the reason that you're doing it is that when somebody searches you on that social media platform, because plenty of people do that, yeah. um, they search for you on there, they find your page and they look at some of the things you've done. Yeah. And, um, and then they'll see who you are. They'll see some of your work. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. That is that, this person is legitimate. This yeah. is real. You know, I, I feel like this is, this is a cool person. Sure. And, and I mean, on, on the other hand, I've got um, a couple of dummy kind of business pages that I've developed as part of classes. Like mm -hmm. this is how to do a Facebook business page. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll make one and they're still there. And like, I'll get two or three people that like my page that has almost nothing on it. Yeah. You know, every week. Because Facebook is going to show that to other people that might be interested. Yeah, and it'll grow. And I'm gonna, so it and, will grow. Yeah. And as usual, in this regard, Mark, I'm going to be a little bit more extreme than you are. All right, go tell me. I'm going to say, I don't care if you like Facebook or not. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're afraid of fake news or you yeah. think your account's going to be hacked or, you know, I don't, I don't care about any of that. If you're in business, and especially if you are doing a local business and it's word of mouth is what you're relying on. Mm -hmm. then make a Facebook business page. Yeah. A hundred, I agree. A hundred percent. You just, you should do it because you, if so determine some goals, right? If the goal of your business is I want to make the most amount of money without ever using social media. Well then, okay, <laughs> okay. do it. Don't do it. Right. Because right. that's the goal. But your goal of your business is probably, I want to be successful so I can build a legacy for my family and my kids, you know, or yeah. something like that. Right. So yeah. the goal is to make money. Part of making money is being social. Part of being social is not being camera shy. It all ties together. It lines up. Yep. I agree. It's also good. Notice, notice I didn't say anything about that, about Twitter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 I just say, you know, just participate in them. It's going to yeah. take you somewhere. Um, they're also, they're good for SEO. Yeah. If somebody searches your business name, um, if you don't have a website or, or anything else up, but you have a Facebook page that will come up and that will get them to you, not somebody else. Right. Is, and, and just, just to, to soften my statement a little bit, if yeah. you already have a personal Facebook page, you can start a business Facebook page, which is an extra one that is just for your business. It's got your business name and everything. And then you can, if you'd like, invite the people that you know on your personal page to follow you on the business page. Yes. And, and, um, and then we have to 
when you are on Facebook, the way you should properly do it would be you take your page and then you go on the side and it says, I don't even know what this says now because yeah, it's yeah. going to change next week anyway. But it says <laughs> like create a business page. Right. And then it says, who's the owner? And you say me, not necessarily only the business, but the owner of the business page on Facebook. Yep. And then now you have a separate page just for a business that's controlled by your personal Facebook account. Right. And, um, and that's how that's created. And that's how, um, that's the proper way Facebook wants you to do it. And you don't have to um, allow everyone on your business page to let you see your personal stuff. They're different yeah. things. Yeah, There's a million absolutely. security and privacy settings. Think, Go in there and figure it out. Think about it like you just opened up a retail shop on your street. Yeah. With your company name on the top. Just because you are writing the check on the lease and you're the guy with the keys or the girl with the keys does not mean that everyone you know is going to show up in your shop every day and talk to you about it. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's so, true. And yeah, that's true. Yep. So, um, and that is a place where this, this is where you're going to do all those things that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. When you, when you take a picture, when you do a little video, um, you've got a couple of great tips on here. Like if you, if you, um, post a picture and somebody likes it, then you're going to thank them for liking your picture, you know, to keep the interaction going. If yeah. You, mm-hmm. If you do that short little video clip of you doing somebody else's shirts and they let you, then maybe you'll tag them personally and ask them to share it, you know, which yes. is, which is, so think about, think about that process for, and I know we'll talk about referrals, but think mm-hmm. about that process. Like, okay, I asked Mark if I could, I'm going to make him some, CAS podcast t-shirts. I'm going to make five of them. I asked him if I could do a little video. He said, yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a video. Here I am. I'm doing these shirts. Don't they look great? I put the video up on Facebook. I find Mark's business page and personal page. And I say, Hey, here you go. You know, maybe you want to share this and send some business my way. The alternative in the real world is you're going to have Mark put on one of the shirts and carry him around with you wherever you go and say, look yeah. what I do. You know, carry that, me around? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, All right. You know. I like that. That sounds fun. Like a Fireman's carry. Like getting married or something. Uh, <laughs> so um, I, I, I love all that though. Okay. And I think uh, we talked about, you know, um, making this personal and getting it out there. Um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of when a, when a really small business creates a business page and then the owner hides behind the veil and we'll, yeah. um, and, and we'll type just from the business. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate your business, you know, or whatever it might be sincere. Yeah. Um, and cause to me, you know, the way I look at it, I'm like, who's we, right. I mean you. Yeah. Like, Steve, I know you do business? this in your basement. Steve, I know you do this <laughs> in the basement alone. Who's we just go take your picture out there with your big smiling face, you know, and just say, um, Hey, Thanks a lot. I appreciate your business because they talk to you. They know you, they ordered yeah. it through you, you know, just say I'm the owner. Yeah. I'm Steve. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's part of that. It just goes all the way up the line for anything from the beginning, right? You don't not being afraid to associate yourself with your brand, with your company, being social, getting your picture out there, letting people know who you are, you know, um, it, it, it's good for business. There's, there's a lot of, it's always fear that, that stops you from doing that. Yeah. So, um, Speaking of fear, okay. we wrote next in our little note thing here um, about um, not being scared to fail 
and kind of getting back on the horse type of an attitude. And uh, this kind of like ties in, I think, all the way up the line from this stuff, right? Part of the reason you don't want to post anything on social is because you don't want your face on there because you don't want people seeing you because you're going to make bad videos and you're going to look weird on camera and your neck looks fat and you're, you know, like all the hundred things. Why Why did you use that example? Because you can't see your neck. Because I, I will not shave my beard because I've gained like 30 pounds over the past three years and, uh, and I will not look as skinny because my beard gets me longer. I feel like there's some fear there that you need to work. There is some fear there. (laughs) I, I'm not asking you to judge me on it. I'm asking, I'm (laughs) recognizing it No, Um, but joke, joking aside, um, all of this, all these things up there, like this fear, fear of some sort of feel of failure. And, um, and it's easier to do nothing with your business. It's easier yeah. to do none of the above and just say, well, what, oh, if I would have just on that, I could have made a million dollars. Man. You know, you're on your, you're, <laughs> you're, you're writing your memoirs with all the what ifs. Look, look here, and here, here's the thing you, you are going to, you are going to have some small failures. Yeah. Right. Anybody in business. We, um, I spoke to somebody, I chatted with someone on YouTube. I answered their comment. Interesting. And they were like, I'm, I'm afraid I've heard, you know, that these white toner transfers crack. After a couple of washes, I've got my machine here. I'm afraid to send out shirts because I'm afraid they won't like them. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I, I get that fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand it. Um, we put 31,000 plus people into business. Yeah. They're all printing shirts or embroidering shirts and everything that they do, you know, that probably has something wrong with it. Mm. Not a hundred percent of the people that get the product are going to give you a five-star review. Yeah. You know, even us and we're amazing. Yeah. Don't well, always get five-star reviews. Yeah. yeah. One I mean, Coleman and Company got that one, average one the other day. I, we got the average. Like, I got three stars. Spun me into average, <laughs> three stars. Average experience. Average experience. <laughs> and, I was like, and actually, I, I broke it down and I said, you know what? This, this never bought from us before. Went online, ordered a couple cones of thread. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, what, what did we wow him with? Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he bought two cones of threads. We put them in a box and he got them. Fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, but I mean, you know, it looks worthy to me shirt right here. Right. You know, um, yeah. looks, the shirt looks reasonable. Yeah. looks great. You know, um, it's a white toner shirt printed in uh, October, 2018, 20, yeah. 2019, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Last October. So it's a year old ish, you know, like, so it's like, so there, and, um, uh, no shirts last forever. Yeah. Jerk. I don't know. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to say like, what shirt do you have last forever? Yeah. Um, then, then you're not wearing it or washing it. So, um, but anyway, I mean, those are, but those are all real fear and you can't say that to your customer. Right? right. So you have to, in that example, you know, you put yourself out, you try, you produce the garment, you send it out to somebody. Most likely if you did your work on it and the logo was good and you did, and you did uh, the process properly, they're going to look at it and say, thanks. I love it. Yeah. You know, happens all the Um, time. Yeah. It happens all the time. That's probably what's going to happen. And, uh, and so it's, 
it's much easier to not to send not send the shirt out and not do business than it is to send it out and and then like cross your fingers that they might not be bothered you know um and then if they are you try to make it up to them and most likely you can um but if you don't give like a 110 percent thousand percent effort in your business then like you're probably not you're not going to make it if you're constantly yeah. giving excuses and what ifs and what if i fail and i don't want to do this and i don't want to get out there and i don't want to show my picture and all these things then every every one of those is is one tick off of your percentage chance of being really really successful that's a good way to put it so that's a good way to put it. um and then, uh, and then if you do, and if you do fail or you make a mistake or whatever, you get it back on the horse and you try again and you do it again and you're not actually a failure until you give up. Yeah. Right. True. Which I've given up riding horses. I really, yeah, really, um, I rode, I rode a horse twice. Um, once when I was like 10 or something like that on a field trip and I don't know, whatever grade, fifth yeah. grade or something where the horse had one of those U backs. Oh like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridden and was so yes. old by 10 year olds for its entire life that his back was like a U shape and my feet were almost in the ground. Was its name almost glue? Yeah, pretty much. And it went about, it, it went like one up a half a mile per hour. It took about eight steps. And then, yeah. I, and then we were to, then next, you know? Uh, and then the second time I rode a horse, um, I was in, uh, I, I did it on the beach and then the horse went into the ocean up to okay. its neck. Oh, Wow. Yeah, and then when you hear it breathe, it's frightening because it's so big and yeah. the noise that it makes. <laughs> was it trying to kill you? Was it an Equus kind of a no, thing? It sounded it? like it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's somebody who knows about horses that listens to this that knows why. And maybe yeah. even will probably say that what I did was with a company that's cruel to horses. I don't don't know. don't um don't call us or write us about. That. Don't call us and write us because I've <laughs> right. I've not that was like twenty years ago and that was last time. So I've given up on riding horses too, and I'm okay. Okay, there we have I'm that okay in common that. as well. Yeah, it's fine. Um, okay, so um on the um on your on your startup, I mean there really are you've got here two um two options yes. when you first get started. Right, yes. you can be, you could be wildly successful. Yes. Which, I mean, we had somebody the other day that posted it in the group that they got their first order and it was for a hundred shirts. Yeah. You know, which is a cool thousand fifteen hundred bucks in profit right off the bat. Yeah. Cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. Or and we got you know the other gentleman that I talked to who's had his printer for you know four or five months and he just hasn't been able to get started yet. Yeah. You know, so whether you start off with a big bang um, and can't fill that order fast enough, or you start off really s slow, um, you know, they both they both can suck. Yeah, they both can, and that's a good reason to not tell anybody you're in business. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about either of those things. Yeah, like, oh my God, I, I, I'm not going to be able to fill this order. Please don't give me your money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that you get really busy and then you feel like you're in the weeds and you're stuck in the weeds and you can't get out and you don't know what to do and it's going to suck. So um, I'm just not, I'm going to not tell anybody. So I don't have to do that. And you actually, what's interesting is you don't say that like consciously. Yeah. That's just nobody's ever happened. said, I'm not going to advertise because I don't want to get business because I'm afraid I'm going to get busy and be yeah. stressed and suck at it. You just kind of don't do anything. And that's what's happening like deep underneath until you finally like psychoanalyze yourself enough to realize like the reason why I'm not doing anything is because I'm scared. I'm scared of messing it up. Yeah. 
um, or the, or you're scared of failure where you're three months in and you haven't got a single order and that sucks, but you also get three months to perfect your craft. One of our Mark, who's been on the podcast, Mark Blitnikoff, who's been on the podcast. I'm pretty sure he said he didn't start doing anything until what, like four or five months after he got his printer. Yeah. And now he owns like 20. I don't know. But, <laughs> he does. You know, um, and, but that's like an example. And he said, yeah, I just spent a bunch of time. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to like jump into getting perfecting, a lot of business. Perfecting the process. I was just doing the process. So, so you, in the beginning, you can tell people about it and you're not getting business and you just keep practicing and getting better. So when you get that first order, it's amazing and it's perfect and you blow somebody away. Yeah. Or you tell people about it and all of a sudden you get hit with a hundred piece order the first day and you take your breath and you get in the weeds and, and you fight through it and you don't over promise and under deliver. And then all in all, in the end, in both of those scenarios, um, the winner is the person who got started yeah. and did it and pushed forward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I agree. So, Cause you're still in business. You're still in business, right? Yeah. So, still pursuing that dream. And I think we have one more thing about getting out there which you mentioned about referrals. So Yeah, and, and this, is, this is a big deal. That's the way word of mouth is basically um, nothing but referrals, mm-hmm. right? Because you're, it's people that you know that are talking to other people that you probably know that are talking to people that you might know. You know, um, yep. so asking your friends and family and the people you go to church with and you know, the guy you met on Tuesday at the coffee shop, you know, just say, hey, my name is Mark. I'm in the custom t-shirt business. Mm-hmm. You know anybody that buys custom t-shirts? That's it. Yeah. That is asking for a referral. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I, I do, I do uh, commercial embroidery. I've got a small shop in my house. Yeah. You know, I'm just getting started. Do you know, do you know anybody that needs that? And like, no, but my cousin owns a tire shop. You yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. like that's, that's the way this happens. Yeah, absolutely. When you that just talk to people. all the time. It's, yeah. it's everything, right? And, and we don't even realize how much we use referrals. Um, I've read numerous things about referrals over the years and how, and how people don't even realize consciously how much referrals mean to them. Yeah. That, that they ask their friends, oh, where should I go eat? You know, where's a good place in town to eat? Where's, you know, oh, do you like that TV? Is it cool? You know, is, yeah. does it work well? No, are you going to switch that internet service provider? How are they? Mine stinks now. You know, yeah. we ask, we like referrals, especially from people we trust. Um, we've talked about that in the podcast a lot. And, um, but you know, it's, it's filled with those what ifs again, and those fears. I don't want to ask for a referral because I don't want to sound pushy. I don't want to sound like that Amway person that doesn't stop Facebook messaging me, you know? <laughs> um, and then what if they refer me and they refer me the pastor of the church and I do shirts and they, and they stink. And now you're going to go to, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. Um, and we're back to the what if game. Well, oh, you, well, how about this? What if you buy a heat press and then you burn your ring finger and then now your, your wedding ring that you're, <laughs> um, that you're about to get married with doesn't fit on your finger. So when you go to get married, you have to put it on your pinky. And yeah. It doesn't count. Like, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't count. It doesn't, no, but, but keep up with the what if game, you know, you just got to keep going. It's hard. Playing it's that funny. what if scenario is a good yeah. idea because yeah. what if that, what if that pastor loves you, the show? There you go. And he goes to the national mm-hmm. convention and now every Baptist in America 
wants to buy one of your t-shirts. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. you know, you, you do the same, like you, you sell five shirts to this rich guy that you know, that owns three mm-hmm. companies and you yeah. were scared like crazy because you didn't think he was going to like them. They weren't going to be good enough. He loves them. And now you've got three new commercial accounts. Yeah. And you know, and those so, are the what if yeah. games I support. That's it. And you, and if you listen to um, motivational speakers and business professionals and salespeople and all stuff like that, that's part of what they tell you to do, right? Is, is to play up all those positive thoughts. Today, I'm going to get yeah. up. I'm going to make a sale. I'm going to do something great. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to write the best article. I did. And they tell you to play these games of, of talking all the what ifs up and they're not what ifs they're, you know, they take it a step further and say, I'm going to, Yeah. but it is true. It is. You can take, you can spin that. What if game into a positive, what if game, you know, what if I, what if I listen to episode 132 and I pick up the phone tomorrow and I call what? and I get a client that <laughs> gives me an order. That's a $1,500 profit. Yeah. This month on the yeah. 31st, I do that. You know, I, listen, I've, I've, I've got some early homework. I know that's usually right. your job, but I've got no, some no, you've been homework. doing the homework lately. It's been that's better early homework. Mine. Is I want you to tell 10 people that you know that don't know you're in the business all about. Okay. It. Yeah, that's great. That, that's really just like think of everybody that you know mm-hmm. and make sure just give them a call and say, hey, you know what? I forgot to tell you. Yeah. That I've been doing this for like three months. I don't know why it keeps slipping my mind, but I made an amazing shirt today. I thought of you. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's or, great. I know you failed at three businesses yourself, <laughs> Mark Stevenson, <laughs> but I'm trying. I want you to help. Yeah. Here, you know. Right. So I, I think that that's great. I think it is a good idea to um, call an email or tell in person or whatever it is. I think 10 people is a great number to start with. Find yep. 10 people you haven't told yet. And um, you don't have to be um, a pyramid scheme type of, I mean, network marketing type of seller. You know, um, you just let them know what you're doing. And then you, and you yeah. say, hey, this is what I do. I wanted to let you know, I keep forgetting. You know, um, I made a fishing shirt for somebody the other day. I know we used to always talk about fishing, made me think about you. And I keep forgetting to tell you, um, if you know anyone, yep. you know, I'm trying to grow this thing. I, I think it's, it's legit. I actually have a commercial embroidery machine in my living room right now, yeah. you know, or whatever your scenario is I actually just signed a lease and, yeah. um, and on a, on a little industrial space that I'm opening up a sh- that I have a shop. I have a real shop now. So I'm trying to get business. If you know anybody old friend. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) That one time that I donated plasma for you. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one time I came up with bail money at the last minute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's great. Uh, Yeah. So, um, all right. Yeah. So I think that's good. You know, um, Mark, this, like the credit on this concept is, is goes to you. And Mm. I'm really glad that you mentioned this because it's really something that it's very real and I don't want to describe it as a problem, but it's a real thing out there that stops folks from, um, from giving themselves their own opportunity, right? Some yeah. people are scared because they don't want to sign a lease, right? They're afraid for, of the money. Yep. And some people are afraid of the commitment or afraid that they can't learn or whatever it might be. But other folks are just afraid to put themselves out there. And that's a big one too. 
and it, it's important to talk about it because if you get past it, I mean, you can really win. Man, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if you, um, if you go to the podcast notes and mm-hmm. just read Mark's summary of everything that we've talk- talked about and uh, see which one of these areas you can see yourself in. Yeah. And then, you know, do your best to, to overcome that. Yeah. And, and, be, and do the 10. You'll be happier too. I mean, you'll be happy. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be much happier getting out there. Um, I know that um, when I first had to kind of do some video for work, you know, many years ago before here, um, you know, I felt shyer. I felt, mm-hmm. you know, I felt a little more intimidated about speaking in front of people even, you know, long time ago, but I can, I can remember that memory. And then right. after you do it, like, I'm never scared to talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, so it improved, it, it doesn't, it helps him do doing these things help to improve who you are and they make you, make you a little more confident, make you feel good. And, uh, and then you'll find your zone. Yeah. Cool. I like that. All right. Thanks everybody. This has been Mark Stevenson and Mark Vila. You guys have a great, I'm not shy business. All right. <laughs> Woo!